Hello and welcome to Lights, Camera, Dumbass, a uh, very dumbass podcast where we talk about very, very dumbass movies. Um, I'm Jay. And I'm Joe. And this week we watched Pride and Prejudice, a latter day comedy, uh, which is, as the Google description calls it, a modern time take on the Jane Austen classic uh, taking place on Brigham Young University, yada, 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 women are looking for husbands, it's Pride and Prejudice, but it's Mormon. And that's a direct quote from Google. You can look it up. Um, Google it at home. Google it up. So, so. Wow. There's a lot to be said. I. (laughs) Yes, Joe? I don't know what to feel about this. And I feel like a lot of these movies leave me kind of destitute, kind of just leave me in a, in an unfortunate situation. Like I've been abandoned. Yes. Like I've been abandoned in a parking lot and it's starting to rain. That's what this movie made me feel like. I don't blame you. I've seen this movie now a grand total of three times. And each time, it does not get easier. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happens in this movie, JC. <laughs> I really... Here, well, here's here's the thing. So we did promise last week we were going to watch this based on us talking about, you know, Mormon undertones in Twilight. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be real with you. I think that had more Mormon undertones than this movie. It did. It, it absolutely did. I was so undersold or i guess oversold the amount of mormonism that would be in this movie it says it's a sorry i just i have questions continue it does say it's a latter-day comedy it it does say it's a latter-day comedy though and it takes place in utah and the characters go to like mormon church and there's mormon things that happen like pressure for young women to get married at like 20 or whatever and have like 7 billion kids and like that's Mormon we understand that but I feel like I wasn't preached at enough I feel like if it was a good religious movie I would have had a long sequence where a man just like talked into the camera about the importance of like marriage or something in the Mormon church Here's the thing. Pride and Prejudice is so about marriage at its core. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of just, that kind of does it all already. Right. I guess. But it's like, it's two different, very different worlds in their approach to marriage. Where it's like, again, I do want to make this clear before I talk about literally anything. I have never read nor watched any Pride and Prejudice material. I had to really pick up the pieces as I went throughout this really, really bad adaptation. I'm assuming bad. Maybe it's literally exactly like that in Jane Austen's novel. Probably not. Um, I understand because I, too, am not familiar with Pride and Prejudice. Which makes us great authorities to talk about this movie. Hey, this this podcast isn't called The Experts, okay? We don't know shit. (laughs) 
we didn't come here to be the experts on this. Mm-hmm. We came here free in Victorian era literature. <laughs> we came here to be dumbasses, and dumbasses we will be. Indeed, indeed. But yes, continue, Joe. Continue. Oh, I don't have much. I just am confused by this movie. But yeah, I mean, I guess like the ideas of marriage that are portrayed in, say, a Jane Austen novel are very different than the ideas of marriage that are present within the religion of Mormonism. I'm not a theologian. I don't know Mormonism in and out, but I know that there are different motivations where it's like in Pride and Prejudice, there's the pressure for the main character to get married um, because if she don't, then like, how is the estate going to be passed on? Because you need a man or whatever, and you need to like maintain your status and be a, a nice woman in British high society, yada, yada, yada you know uh but in this it's like get married because god wants you to and you gotta have kids and you gotta do it and we're mormon i don't know it's just like a different vibe it is is what i'm saying but But like yeah first of all let me start off um in case our listeners are just as dumbass as we are and they don't know shit about pride and prejudice like and they better be they they better be the that you, if you're listening to this, you better be real dumb because otherwise it's not going to be good for you. It's going to hurt you a little bit. But uh, yeah, you, if you are kind of uh, not as, as well educated as, as we are, not saying that we're <laughs> more educated, but saying that you are dumb like us, mm-hmm. here's what I understand Pride and Prejudice to be. Based on the amazing novel, which I've read, which is called Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> it's a real page turner, let me tell you. I've heard it's good. It is actually really good. It's straight up just sort of fan fiction. but mm-hmm. I... Yeah, it's like, it's like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both like historical fan fiction, but... But they are well written and like they're a fun read. But anyway, so from what I know, uh, Elizabeth Bennett is the main character, and she's got, and this is in the original book, she's got uh, four sisters, and she's kind of like the middle one. She's, as is really portrayed in the latter day comedy, she's real quirky. Mm. And her father is like worried about passing on his estate and his inheritance like we mentioned before and like his wife can't receive any of it because she's a woman and none of his daughters can receive it because they're women so there's like just this huge rush to marry 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 you know they've got to get a man because otherwise they're not going to be able to preserve their social status the sisters aren't going to be able to provide for each other because they're not going to have any money. Um, like, they just, they got to get married for this reason. But Elizabeth, she's quirky. She does not want to get married for wealth or for status. She wants to get married for love. God, that's so quirky. I know. She's kind of quirky that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> She meets uh, Mr. Darcy, who is 
wealthy. He, this man is loaded. And he's got social status just blowing. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not going to get with him because he's got all the things that I should, that I actually need, that I should have. But I'm not going to allow myself to love him because I want to get married for love and not these other things. I want to go beyond that. And then, of course, you know, she falls in love with him anyway after he simps for her like crazy. And, uh, yeah, that's from what I understand. Yeah. That's what's happening. And in the movie, uh, they're not sisters. There's Elizabeth and her four roommates right they're all like friends i guess they're not even friends they just live together yeah and i i believe they're all supposed to be like masters students at byu because uh elizabeth is like writing a book and also it never really shows her like going to school or anything but she like works in a bookstore and she uh She's going to TA for a semester at some point abroad. I think she she's in school here and there. She's there. She's on campus. We never really see her in classes or anything. I think we do, don't we? Doesn't she have that conversation with her like professor where it's like, you should go on the travel abroad to London. And they're like in a classroom. In an hour and a half movie. Well, it's not Pride and Prejudice in school. It's Pride and Prejudice and Mormons. <laughs> you you have got a point there. <laughs> but yeah, um, what's really funny about this movie, though, is it, it came out in 2005. So the vibes of 2005 are heavy. Oh, yeah. vibes are heavy. It's very, very mid-2000s. <laughs> take the most mid-2000 stereotypes you can possibly dream of conjure them up in your brain and multiply that by about five and then you'll Mm -hmm. one-tenth of what pride and prejudice a latter-day comedy (laughs) presents to you visually and audibly and just in every possible way it is so so deeply 2005 (laughs) Uh-huh. Amidst all of this, the the Mr. Darcy looks like he came from Victorian England. He does. He's um yeah, so as mentioned before, the movie takes place in Utah because Mormonism. Uh they're all there. But so our main character, what's her name? Elizabeth? Yeah. Elizabeth Bennett. She, mm-hmm. She finds Mr. Darcy in a bookstore because, you know, books. She's quirky. She likes books. She likes to read. That's, like, so weird. Uh, (laughs) But, and Darcy's just, like, Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Like, there's no difference. He's very British. And he's, uh, well, he's British. Well, he is quote-unquote very british he He, might be actually british he might be but his accent sounds like the fakest thing ever it does it's it sounds very like an american trying to sound british accent honestly it really it really 
it's it's really he's also a weirdo though because he's instead of partying reading in his car in like a dark garage he's quirky he's weird he doesn't fit in he's weird he's a weirdo you ever see him without a book he's in a car (laughs) he's weird in the middle of the uh yeah well yeah because like the first big scene in this movie is this giant party that they're all going to and also like the main contention of the plot is that at the bookstore that elizabeth works at they're like selling this pink bible which is already how have we not met i know bible 13 i know it's uh kind of the crux of this movie i guess because all the women are trying to get a man and this pink bible's like how to please a man to make him want to marry you whatever um and so at this party i don't know there's a lot of hijinks that go down oh you know one of the sisters starts singing with no reason for it one of the sisters gets electrocuted i say sister they're roommates. They're room. They're oh, and they were roommates. <laughs> they were roommates. That's basically the, the setup of this movie. They were roommates. They were roommates. But like, God, there's also this other creepy guy who's really into Elizabeth, and she's really not into him. And I oh e- wait, which one is that? Like the creepy missionary or Elon Musk? The creepy missionary. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Um, but yeah, he's like, I feel like he sort of exemplifies like maybe like Mormon stereotypes of men. And again, I, I said this in the uh, Twilight episode, but I'm going to say it again. Nothing against Mormons. I know plenty of them up in, up here in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing wrong with them. Like, I don't mean to mock anyone who is Mormon. he immediately he's like pushing himself onto her he's like we gotta get married right now like here's here's this uh promise ring we should get together we gotta get married i don't think it's a promise ring i think it's a straight up i think it's a straight up engagement ring you know it might be yeah it's an it's an engagement ring because he's like oh we've been seeing each other for some time which the movie never shows and she's like what are you talking about like i'm not into you yeah well i mean he's just like really wanting to get married because you know you get up there in years you know like a ripe 26 <laughs> right and ugh, gotta get married you know you're just like i need to get married i need to settle down uh yeah so he really pushes himself onto her and he says uh we have been commanded to multiply and replenish the earth you're a feminist and i want you and (laughs) it's the weirdest thing and she's seen as like super super insanely feminist because she's like yeah i'm not married yet yeah it's uh interesting i can't i just I'm so confused by the message of this movie. I was really waiting for the religious propaganda. I was, like, really excited for it. But I think it's just they're having fun, which, you know, is not as exciting. Yeah, there's just, like, I don't know. Let's just continue with the plot. So there's the part she's met Mr. Darcy. She doesn't like him. And she, like, rejects this other guy. 
and uh, stuff keeps happening. And Mr. Darcy, she keeps running into this guy and she's like, oh, he's so pretentious. He's so stuck up. I can't believe that that he's here and that he's just being like this, even though he's not really doing anything to her. Um, I mean, he's just being very British. <laughs> yeah, he's being British. He's being like rude or he's just being sort of sort of british you know? you know you know how british people be oh you know but i in it in it <laughs> the real british in it bruv youtube anyway <laughs> anyway i've uh, i've decided to become fluent in british this quarantine but uh anyway uh, um yeah so she starts going out with this other guy who affectionately joe and i have titled elon musk because he lacks the upper lip that elon musk does he looks a lot like elon elon musk he's sort of like a stretched out elon musk yeah Tall. he's like he's taller and a little bit slimmer but they could be brothers yeah yeah they could be bro bro they could be bros. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oy. anyway um yeah so he starts hitting on uh elizabeth and they they go out a few times and he's buddies with uh with mr darcy she's always like wow he this guy's so cute if only he wasn't friends with mr darcy and he decides to like tell her the the dirty truth about mr darcy and that he's a bad man and he broke up this guy's like previous engagement and stuff and just that he's like this bad person and she 100% she believes it but Mm -hmm. she finds out later from Mr. Darcy uh uh this guy was lying yeah it's a gambling addiction there's warrants out for his arrest because he maxed out like all of his like ex- fiance's credit cards and everything with gambling and like they eloped in las vegas and it's just like in- which is it's quite the con oh yeah i think the first mistake that anyone ever made was to trust elon musk at face value <laughs> absolutely um and then like she's like wow that's kind of crazy like damn maybe i shouldn't be with him anymore so she kind of breaks it off she she gives him the cold shoulder when they're bowling (laughs) you know how when you're bowling and you're like this is this is the moment this is the time when i'm gonna get the old cold shoulder bowling if you've ever got someone you're dating and you decide you don't want to date them anymore what you really gotta do is take them bowling and then just leave (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's how you gotta do it that's how it's done and then uh then she's like depressed for a week with one of her quote-unquote sisters slash roommates they're just like super depressed for a week and she has a sequence where she imagine imagines herself like dying and it's on the news uh-huh she overdosed on ice cream mm-hmm. was a thing that she imagined mm-hmm Oh, throughout, fun. throughout all of this, I think we've we've forgotten to mention this and just the excitement of <laughs> the movie. She's trying to sell her book. I think we said that before. Oh, right. She's a writer. Yeah, she's an author. 
yeah she's quirky and she's trying to get her book picked up by some sort of publishing company or whatever and that's kind of like the Mm -hmm. main conflict that's going on here besides all the rom-com drama right so like yeah she's really just trying to get this so in this fantasy she also imagines that like her book gets published and then after she starts coming out of this depression she realizes she gets an email that someone wants to publish her book pretty crazy right 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 eating and she goes to meet whoever's gonna publish her book and you will not believe it (laughs) it's mr darcy oh my gosh i can't believe it that's crazy like plot twist of the century seriously jc i'm losing my mind you need to slow down (laughs) losing my mind like i i it really i never saw it coming no tries to dump her water on him because she's still kind of angry and she ends up tossing it all over her um her like book manuscript instead i personally that's my favorite part of the movie i think it's really it's pretty good like she imagines this really dramatic sequence where she splashes water all over him and it's like ha like I'm the strong woman here. I just got you. Like, I'm about to walk out of here with my head held high. And she actually just tosses it all over the book. <laughs> but she, uh-huh. she, uh, uh. she decides to go to the middle of, like, the woods to go work on her book. And she falls asleep. And she has a dream sequence in which she's in pride and prejudice yeah like victorian era pride and prejudice mm-hmm. and it's very weird that never comes yeah up. no because why would it it's just like a reference i guess or oh you know i what? don't know there is one point where she's in class and they're talking about jane austen i they are it's really weird there's because... also a dog that their uh, landlord, who is one of the sisters, Lydia, mm-hmm. her dog is named Austin. Oh, you're... Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's not clear on, like, what... I don't know. Well, I don't know what's going on. The plot of this, and then we'll get to your... Yeah, your yeah. Show. Okay. Um. So... She falls asleep in the middle of the woods and she has this dream where she's in Pride and Prejudice and then she wakes up and it's the middle of the night because she fell asleep and she finds this house in the middle of the woods and she goes inside and who lives there but Mr. Darcy? Of course. No, but no man in this movie exists other than Mr. Darcy to show up in unexpected places. No, absolutely not. Why would there be? Like, there's just no other alternative. You know, JC, because it's fate. Duh. Destiny. It's love. That's how love works. If you just keep running into someone, that's it. You should marry them. You gotta marry them. (laughs) That's how it actually works. Uh Uh-huh. That's the law. (laughs) But uh, she goes in and she 
talks to him and like his sister is there who is the one who was engaged to the other guy she was hitting on yeah and he was really elon musk Musk. and she's really sweet and nice and she sort of starts like elizabeth by the way not the sister that would be game of thrones instead of pride and prejudice (laughs) like looking up with darcy and she's like you know what this guy isn't that bad and this other girl shows up out of nowhere in the house and she's like oh i'll drive you home elizabeth you don't need to be hanging out with my fiance (gasps) (laughs) oh the the drama whatever Mm -hmm. the gossip oh my god mind blowing Mm -hmm. she gets driven home by her and she starts crying and she realizes that she's in love with Mr. Darcy and she's like I can never be with him because he's engaged to another woman and she's sad about that again Mm -hmm. and she gets sad a lot because like quirky girls do quirky girls are so emotional Ugh, that's what makes them so quirky <laughs> it's what makes them so quirky but then she finds out one of her roommates slash sisters and it is lydia the landlord she's eloped with elon musk, musk. with elon musk and they're going to vegas so you know what that means He's going to steal all of her money. Oh, man. So it becomes a whole road trip to go and stop them. And this is just the the finale of this movie. It is my favorite part. It's it, it, so good. It turns into Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> it really ramps up. It's, it's very chaotic there in the end. It is. It is. And uh, they get there and Mr. Darcy... Who, would, who happened to be in California for business, they call him and tell him, they're like, Darcy, you got to get over there and stop them. Like, remember what he did to your sister? He's going to do that to my sister. We have to stop him. So he gets there and he beats shit out of the guy and he gets arrested. Elon Musk, not Darcy. But, but Darcy also gets arrested. They try to arrest Darcy. And uh, yeah. But the power of love really shines through. It's true. It's, it's amazing. So yeah, I think that kind of, that doesn't make anything easier. But that is the plot. That's about as boiled down as it could get. And it's really, the whole experience of the movie itself is just, That's what it's, it's awful. It's awful. It's, it's an awful experience. Really I, I didn't have a good time, except for the last bit. When they're in Vegas and they're getting married, they're they're in like a weird like Scottish chapel or whatever, and the it's guy chapel on the strip. And there's like we the guy the who's running it plays the bagpipes. It's a good time. Other than that, awful movie. <laughs> I will the the best uh, like element of the movie. The best thing that they incorporated is basically I would say at the beginning of each scene they put a like a card on screen that gives a quote from the classic poem pride and prejudice but the quotes are completely irrelevant and they're just things like 
And so one week later, and they have like the page number and what uh-huh. it's quoted like scripture. It is. It's like page 15 from volume two of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. And it's like, it's very weird. Uh, but yeah, pretty much every scene is split up with some sort of quote from the book. And sometimes it is kind of relevant where it's just explaining what the characters are doing. And it's like, Darcy went and ate a sandwich or whatever. <laughs> um, and then other times, like you said, it's just like two days later. <laughs> it's really odd. But Joe, do you want to give, do you want to present your theory as we're, oh, as we're wrapping things up here? Yeah. Okay. So final thoughts. Bad movie. I want to put forward an idea here. <laughs> please, please share with the audience. Elizabeth Bennett in this movie is an author. Mm -hmm. She is writing a book that is characterized by the other characters in the movie as a romance, but she's like, it's not a romance. It's more than that or whatever. Um, I'd swear. First of all, it doesn't make sense if Pride and Prejudice doesn't exist or it doesn't make sense if it does exist in this universe because they're all named the same names. And they're all doing the same things that happen in the book. So, i.e. the awful ending of Game of Thrones, not to spoil the ending of Game of Thrones, <laughs> but a similar thing happens. I yeah. think that she's writing Pride and Prejudice throughout the movie. I think you have a very solid point. And I, I think you're right. But I think it has to be. Here's where this falls flat. First of all, the book is titled The Iron Carriage. Okay. Could be a working title. (laughs) It could be. It could be. She also does mention that the main character is a mechanical engineer, which she is definitely not. Could be a first draft. It's her listed in the movie. She's working on her 11th draft after she talks to Mr. Darcy. Okay. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to the movie. But here's the thing that here's the one little the one little needle in this magical haystack that you've created for us, Joe. Mm, I hard, like the metaphor. It's hard to find, but it's it hurts, okay? Uh-huh. Why would they be talking about Jane Austen in her class if Pride and Prejudice didn't exist? Jane Austen wrote other books. <laughs> I mean, yes. But it says, actually, I'm not going to say that this is true because I don't know if it is or not, but I'm pretty sure that it says on the board, like, she is a great author and has written, like, bullet points of stuff, and it includes Pride and Prejudice. Okay, but if that's the case, then this entire movie doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a work of art in any sense. But... It's wild that in that universe, they are fully aware of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice and also are reenacting a Mormon Pride and Prejudice throughout their lives and don't realize what's going on. It's so bizarre and I hate it. (laughs) I really hate it too. But I mean, I, I know it says like Emma, Sense and Sensibility. Like it has those on the board. Mm hmm. By that logic, it would have to have pride and prejudice. Right. I just... Which is 
weird. <laughs> the questions I have for this are just... You know, history repeats itself, even if that history is fictional and written by Jane Austen. Yeah, well, that's what we have for you today, folks. It's like prophecy. What if, what if Jane Austen is a Mormon prophet? Anyway, that was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> We're not going to think hard about this because it will hurt. It does hurt. It, it yeah, it's still it's still hurt. God, I don't think uh, it'll stop hurting. No, okay, let's stop the hurting. <laughs> if you want something that will drive you insane, feel free to watch Pride and Prejudice, a latter day comedy. It's great to watch with your friends and have a have a funny little laugh with. <laughs> Um, it'll really make you think. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a mind bender. Don't it's a thinker. Up. Inception. Forget those guys. Watch the latter day comedy, Pride and Prejudice. Anyway, that's that. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye. Bye. <laughs>